following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. May you not be the unlucky one. How about a name for me? It's time. Seven down and many more to go. I like the following. How about you? Yo, welcome back to another episode of Get In Loser. We're starting a podcast. It's me, your boy, Cheetah. Yo, what's up? It's Choop. I'm in the building. It's Chop. No shirt on. Got a <sighs> vest on kind of situation. I'm, I'm good as fuck right now, boy. Hayes. What the fuck? You just... <laughs> you always just got to come out of the gate so hot for no reason. <laughs> but what's up, boys? Back again. Another uh, banger this week. Hell yeah. Good episode. Should be interesting. Uh, Back in the true crime world. Starting to get some good weather going. Starting to actually feel like summer out here. Yeah. Out here. Yeah, it's getting exciting, man. Um, You know, took took a big step yesterday in the saga of getting my electric back, which is nice. Nice. Got my contract and my uh, slip from my park manager sent over the... They're electrician, so he's going to go with the permit. Oh, yeah. All right. Don't do that. <laughs> tomorrow, oh, yeah. I'm going to get my, tomorrow I'm going to get the loan. Oh, Getting yeah. closer. Oh, yeah. Getting excited. I can't wait to use my stove again. Did you get approved for the loan yet, or you still got to go through No, I'm just going to go process. through it. I'll get it. I'll get it. You'll be good. I got What's great credit, credit for, for a fucking kid my age. What is it? Like high sevens. A kid your age? Yeah, dude. Motherfucker. Man, Most people my fun. age don't even got great credit. I got fantastic credit. You got high sevens? Man, you better be looking for a fucking house, dog. Yeah. Have you got high sevens credit? No, no, I don't want that. I don't want a house. I like my trailer. The fuck that? I'd rather get a house. Dude, the stock market or the... Well, don't buy a house then. Buy something fucking... The housing good. market's trash right now, dude. It, it is definitely trash right now, but it's going to pop soon. But also... Uh. Get a fucking pool or something, it's dog. It's going to pop with a nutsack soon. Get a fucking PJ. A what? A private jet, dog. I ain't got no private jet. What the fuck? Yo, I'll be you in, in debt the high for the rest sevens, of my life. dog? I'll be Shit, in debt for living. the rest of my life. We live in, bro. Uh, I feel like you guys just want me to do it so it'll benefit you as well. Whoa. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, duh. <laughs> We're ordering it. We should know the rules. Shut the fuck up. You owe us, man. Oh, you're right. You guys took. You ridiculed me my what? entire childhood. Yeah, we're out, bro. We watched your back so much, dude. Dude, you drop kicked me off a trampoline once. One time. Yo, how about how about the time you got uh, in the trailer park where you told him to go after these boys and you and your cousin want to fight? Oh yeah, that was, that was great. Yeah, don't you make were definitely me... the one we sent out to go get some shit stirred. Don't up. make me bring up the ultimate betrayal. What? And embarrass myself right now. Don't do it. I will. Don't make me do it. I'll I will. do it before you said so it just takes power out of it. I peed on him. All right? Yep, I peed on him. <laughs> so what? He was sleeping in a tent. got peed on. It was jackass days. Things were wild. Now Not what? just peed on. He antiqued me first. Oh, yeah. And then peed on me. Oh, yeah. That's right. You got antiqued. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. 
I'm happy you like it still. It was like one of my fondest children. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. Thanks. <laughs> no, but can't wait dude, to tell my therapist. Didn't, weren't we filming it? I don't know. I think you guys were just being just dicks. Yeah, probably. Shout out Mike Kruger. Yeah, fucking maniac. Wonderful, dude. Remember for like five years, you believed that his mom was a, a, a serial dude, killer. Like a serial killer. Yeah, because you guys convinced me. I was a young adolescent. I had a very impressionable mind. Man. But you gotta admit, the upside of having me and Chop around is better than the downside. We yeah. exposed you to a lot of shit. You met a lot of people. Yeah. Even when we weren't around, if any of my friends were around and seen something happening to you, they would have fucking jumped in for you and shit. That's true. Everywhere you went, well, you had people yelling, screws. Or, or you finally conquered your fear at Allegheny to that fucking pier. Oh, my God. You that fuck up. Oh, when he swam to the pier? Yeah, he swam to the pier the last time they closed it. <laughs> <laughs> they were just waiting for me, man. They are waiting on me bro. to conquer it, dude. Yo, he almost pulled a squints, took his glasses off, and ripped off how squints did it in <laughs> Sandlot. Wendy Puffercorn. Only if there was a Wendy Puffercorn there. That would have been cool. But hey, uh, real quick before we hop into the episode, I know usually we, uh, in this, you know, little grace period, we, usually this is when I start to rattle off bad news after bad news, but for a change of pace this week, we got some good news coming from our, coming from our good old Mr. Fiden. Oh, shit. Mr. Fiden himself saved a man's life the other day. No way, dude. Yep. Shut the he, uh, fuck up. Let's hear. Told me he came out of a business on his mail route, and he saw a guy seasoning and vomiting. Seasoning? Vomit? A season. Like garlic Like powder? seasoning. Oh. Seas- and vomiting? Oh, seized. Yeah, yeah, seasoning. Yep. And he said he got over, got him over on his side and called 911 and kept him alert until the ambulance got there. God he said he was on up. Bailey Avenue. He could have rolled right into the street. What a fucking American hero. Yeah, he said he saved the guy's life. Badass. <laughs> So shout out to Fiden, man. A true good guy. fucking all-American hero, bro. <sighs> good guy, you, man. my friend. Uh, you know, good the for you, man. Shouts. Good for you, man. Saving a guy's life. Yo, the Get In Loser crowd and listeners are fucking world changers, man. Probably. That motherfucker changed the world, man. Yep. He saved a life, bro. That guy's probably going to become president one day now. And he's going to shout us out. Yeah. Hope so. He's like, this is all because of a guy fighting. He said he got the inspiration from Get In Loser podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by then we'll be multi-billionaires. Get in, comma, loser. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Get in, loser, like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how how we pitched it when we originally. It was get in, loser. But when we say it, we don't say get in, loser. We say get in, loser. That's all right. It's part of our brand now. It, it irks me. It's part of the brand now, man. <laughs> it's fair. We keep it, but uh, it's just... It'll be ever... It'll forever be a running and joke was, now. And I was honestly curious, like... At first, I was like, that shit don't make sense. And then, like, the longer I looked at it, I'm like, wait, does it make sense? Like... <laughs> I don't know, no, I don't, now I don't know. Like, if I'm being honest with you, I don't know if it makes sense either. Speaking of this, like... I just, like, never corrected Matt, because when we first started here, he kind of scared me, so... I never asked for anything. I was thinking about it earlier, bro. I, oh, here goes my mic. Uh, I was thinking about it earlier, bro. I've been out of school for so fucking long. 
I can't math for shit, dog. Dude, I can math for shit. I could never math for shit. Yo, so. I forgot how long division, bro. Who the fuck uses long division in their real life? I, I do. Why'd they teach us that bullshit? But, bro, I, like, I never figured it out. I still don't know, like... Why'd they figure... Why'd how, they teach us that shit? They should have been teaching us real shit. Yeah, like, like how to balance a checkbook. Yeah, right. How fuck? to fucking get cred- get your credit right. Yeah, how to fucking... Fuck? How to not do crack. Well, I know yeah. a lot of people that could have used that uh, that's <laughs> lesson. Happened to Niagara Falls. Like, what the fuck, man? How to not have a baby at by deadbeat people? No, they did. What's sex ed? They showed us the fucking video. I got kicked out of sex ed. Oh, remember the herps? Did you guys have to put a condom on a banana when you were in sex ed? No, I got kicked out of sex ed in fifth grade. Yeah, I bet what? you did. He's fucking jerking off in the background, he says. <laughs> to the pregnant video. No, I was laughing. <laughs> the pregnant video where they show the baby. Yeah, where they show the baby come out. Oh, Chop was like, fuck. oh, yeah, that's my fetish now forever. <laughs> that's what's why he goes after pregnant girls. He they, likes them. What they kick you off for stealing the little fucking old spices? <laughs> yeah. It was me and just a couple other people were laughing. Oh, time. They kicked him out because they gave him one of them fake babies to take care of, and he punched it because it was making too much No, we had a fake. Yo. We had an egg. We had an egg. I got, I got a fake uh, baby story. Shout out to my man, Vic Maloney. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yo, this fucking kid I used to be friends with, Mike, dude. He fucking followed this poor motherfucker, Victor, home. Tortured his baby all the way home. And then fucking kicked it into a tree, bro. I felt so helpless and sad. It was terrible, but also... Hilarious. Hilarious. Even Victor was laughing, to be fair. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. My Poor man, Victor. My man, Vic. No wonder he became a hippie. Great artist. Oh, man. No wonder he became a recluse. <laughs> Traumatized him kicking his baby at one time. Yeah, his fucking home career baby was up in a tree. That's fucked up. Yep. Well. Yo, did, you didn't go to Niagara Middle School, did you? No. I went to sale. There was this one substitute teacher in Niagara Middle School, and she looked like fucking Fonzie Bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I might know who, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I can't. Dude, I was thinking about her the other day, and I can't remember her name. She was, uh, she was like a Pat. Like you don't know if it's Patrick or Patricia, like a Pat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, from Mad Dude, TV. Remember her fucking name, Drew? Please. Think you mean about Pat it. from Mad TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the best fucking skit <laughs> ever. Look, he, was, he was actually Pat was actually from Saturday Night Live. Oh, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah, who was Matt from? TV, right? Who was? Oh, you know who I'm thinking of from Matt TV, Miss Swan. Swan. That was it. Stop looking at me, Swan. Oh. He looking like a man. Yeah, that's what it was. My bad. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say something yeah. else. I forgot what it was. Oh, uh, fucking the uh, the writers' strike is uh, heating up. Man, looks like it's not gonna be. Looks like that's not ending anytime soon. What writers' strike? The Writers Guild of America is on strike. All of them? All the writers in Hollywood have gone on strike. Now's your chance. For better, for better pay. Now we gotta write our fucking screen. This is our fucking time, dude. We no, write. man, writers get paid shit. That's why they're on strike. Not if you fucking sell something. You think the writers of, like, super bad? Yeah, but I'm shit. talking about, like, writers, like, now they get, sh- they get screwed because of, like, streaming and shit. Mmm... I bet you they some of them still do okay. There's writers that 
There's writers that work on like big budget movies and they can't even afford rent because they don't get paid well enough. Man, no, that rent in L- L.A. and New York City is fucking. It's crazy, dude. Uh, what fifteen hundred for like, a little room for like this? For a closet, a broom closet. It's like that dude that does uh, fucking TikToks. Oh, can I come see your apartment? And they're like in New York City, and it's a fucking two bedroom, and she's like, uh, six hundred, six thousand dollars a month. What if that guy is secretly a serial killer? That'd be the biggest plot twist ever. Stranger things have happened. Oh, speaking of that, I just seen the other day. A gir- okay, so this this woman's husband passed away, right? Hmm. The lady, he was, she, he was murdered. Unsolved murder. This lady, the wife, wrote a book about how to grieve and come to terms with it and shit. Yeah. Uh. Fucking ten years later, she gets arrested for the murder. What? Yes. Oh, I heard wow, about plot heard about twist. That That's wild. She, she she writes a she writes a kid's how? book how 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 to deal with death murder or something yeah. how to deal with death. What a ballsy move, bro. That's like fucking. Uh... That's like all them years when they acquitted OJ, and then right after he wrote a book about how to murder your wife, and it was the exact same way she died, but they couldn't do shit to him. Imagine being OJ, getting away with murder, and then like fucking ten years later getting arrested for stealing your own shit back. Like, what a dummy! Cocaine's a hell of a drug, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny now when he's like, "Oh, I'm scared to go to L.A. because I don't want to run into my wife's murderer." <laughs> like, bro, we all know it's you, dude. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody. He like winks in the camera. <laughs> what a guy. Fucking. I was going to say something else. I forgot what it was. Yeah, I don't know. guess it doesn't matter. Oh, did you guys see the... Uh, just real quick. Did you see the fucking... Uh, see the shooting in Texas? Outside the mall or whatever? Uh, in Covenant? Is that the one? No, Maybe. we're outside of Dallas. Oh, whatever. Yeah, Texas. I just fucking said... I seen something about it. it was like, is it the Covenant one? Is it the name of the town Covenant or no? I don't know, something like that. I forget what the name was. But so what happened the... with this one? Fuck, I can't keep up with all these. <laughs> so, I don't know. Some guy. I think he. They said he like came from over the border or something. Killed a bunch of people outside of like a mini mall or some shit like that. But the only re- the reason I bring it up is because uh, I was scrolling on Twitter after it happened, and I ended up fucking stumbling across the video by accident. And it literally showed, like, the people laying on the ground with, like, their legs fucking hanging off and shit from being shot. And it was fucking gruesome. And, like, I'm back to having fucking nightmares again because it was so fucked up. But anyways, I guess when they finally killed this guy, they said it looked like he had a cartel tattoo on his hand. But, of course, you know, the media spun it into he's aligned with white supremacy groups. Because, you know, anytime there's a killing now, it's got to be white supremacists, you know, how that goes. He's probably a fucking CIA asset or something. Probably. More ways to push their gun control shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I won't get into that. That's a whole different story. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up. Bro. Anything you guys want to talk about it real quick before we uh hop on in? Say your piece now. Who the fuck did that shit? I heard something. What? I heard a fart. It was you, motherfucker. It wasn't me, motherfucker. It's always you. No, not this time. Literally always you. Nah, I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm gonna push you down the elevator shaft. Okay. Yeah. You have fun with that. You come with me, bitch. Where the fuck are you gonna find an elevator shaft? 
You don't fucking know. <laughs> I'll push you on a flight of stairs. All right. Well, Damn. this week we're hopping back into true crime. Been a while. And they, it, uh, it's been a while it since has, we did. It has felt like a minute. I want to do. Uh, I, I think told next week I'm going to do one too. No, I got. I got mine next week. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I told the guys that if we were going to well, jump back in next one, I wanted to uh, you know cover one of the bigger named ones because I feel like you know I want to do a bigger named one, but not like the really big named one. So we uh, we ended up landing on uh, Dennis Raider, aka BTK. And uh, if you guys don't know anything about this guy, he's pretty sick fuck. Super sick fuck. I'm like the Weirdo. list of like sick fucks. He's probably pretty high up there. I'd say he's probably at least top five probably, right? You would say? Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to dive into a little bit of Mr. Raider. Also very uh, brazen, this guy. Psst. What's brazen mean? Like, uh, For like the people who don't know. I know, obviously, but... <laughs> Just like he's very like, kind of like showy, like braggadocious. Ah, uh, yeah, he's like he likes the like the attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Throwing it in the police's face yeah. and shit. So, uh, what an idiot, Dennis, dumb Dennis Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it goes there's, that. There's your reason. answer right there. Dennis Lynn Raider was born on March 9, nineteen forty-five, to Dorothea May Raider. And William Alvin Raider, one of four sons. Sources give Raider's place of birth as either Columbus, Kansas, or Pittsburgh, Kansas. Uh, but he grew up in Wichita. Both parents worked long hours and paid little attention to their children at home. Raider later described feeling ignored by his mother in particular and resenting her for it. Uh, from a young age, Raider harbored sadistic sexual fantasies about torturing trapped and helpless women. He also exhibited zoosadism by torturing, killing, and hanging small animals. I mean, this is like... Excellent. It's always wild when they say, like, from a young age. Because, like, if you knew this shit was happening at a young age, why didn't you do anything then? You know what I mean? Like, that shit don't go away when you get older. But <clears throat> back in the day, they would like keep shit under wraps. Yeah, like families would have dark secrets and yeah, shit. they were like uh, very like secretive about shit. They'd have like a child molester in the family. And, yeah, like, and they would like associate with. They would shit. just like play it off like, oh, you know, he's just kind of strange. Yeah, like no, the motherfuckers touching kids they ain't strange. What the hell? But oh no, no, but uh, I was gonna say, you know, in a, in a lot of cases with like a lot of serial killers, you see a lot of that too. When it comes to, like, the torture and stuff of women, there's always, nine times out of ten, there's always a bad relationship with the mother, which is what, you know, kind of fuels their hate for women. So, that's nothing new. Uh, Raider acted out sexual fetishes for voyeurism, autoerotic asphyxiation, and cross-dressing. He often spied on female neighbors while dressed in women's clothing, including women's underwear that he had stolen. And masturbated with ropes or other bindings around his arms and neck. Yeah, I could see. Wonderful. I could see him like staring through women's uh, uh, windows with women's clothes on. He'd just see him with a fucking chub going on. Like, yeah, baby. That's literally how it started. He would stare in their windows, like dressed in like dressed as like a woman, and he would like masturbate. That's how he got off. Got off on that kind of shit. It's very creepy. Very creepy. And then, like, 
now because like I'm very immature. All I could think of now was like that scene from Ace Ventura where it's like Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> or like he was wearing a dress and he had his wiener tucked. <laughs> I said, Mr. Winky is behind him. That's why Roger Perdactor died. He met Mr. Winky. <laughs> yo, yo, was it that the woman that played uh, uh, the detective, the boss lady? Was she a real woman or was she? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think she was a real woman. Yeah, I think she was real. She just, they just gave her a fake wiener, I think. Oh, well, I'm not going to look into that. I dare you a hundred bucks to look into it. All right, you better give me the hundred bones now, bitch. I'll give it to you after. I'm good for it. Uh, after. Yeah. Br- what? <laughs> yeah. At, after graduating from Wichita Heights High School, Raider <clears throat> attended Wesleyan University but received mediocre grades and dropped out after one year. Wichita Heights, uh, the mascot's the honey badger. Really? Yep. That's a very strange fact to know off yeah. the top of your head. Yeah, you yeah. should you should know us by now. We got strange facts come out the Gawuzu. Yeah, out the Gawuzu. The Gazuzu. <laughs> that means the butthole. That means the fucking uh, the Gabagool. The Gabagool, but the Gabarudi. I can't wait for Italians to come beat you guys. Yeah, dude, that'd be <laughs> hey, fun of them. Hey, if the Italians do come after us, our house. I'll just I will pinpoint our house. Yeah, our house is is Chop's address. <laughs> no, our house is actually... Leave the old lady alone. She's cool. <laughs> uh, Raider also served in the United States Air Force from 1966 to 1970, which is very strange because, like, don't they... Maybe it wasn't back then, but I was going to say, don't they, like, do, like, very, like, crazy background checks into people like that? <laughs> Depends. I'm if sure back then they probably didn't do it not. as deep as they do now, but if there's a war going on, shit, it's all bets are yeah, on. Yeah, that's true. I was gonna say, I think maybe like the like the really bad, like really deep background checks probably started really probably after like 9/11, probably. What are you talking about? Uh, for the military. Oh, to get in? Yeah. Mm, uh, I think they go through a psych test for that shit. Yeah, well, obviously it probably wasn't the case back then because if they were put. Raider through a psych test, they would realize he was fucking weird. But what? What if he was? What if he? I don't know. I was reading or something else. What if he was like real smart about this shit? But he wanted to be like, okay, I'm done playing you guys' dumb games. So I'm gonna play my game now. But boom! <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, what does a PTK uh, fuck? Was a genius. Go fucking away. Well, he did get away with it for mad long, but then he started getting very fucking cocky, which we'll see. Yeah. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, When when, uh, Raider was on discharge, he moved to Park City, a a suburb of Wichita, where he worked in the meat department of an IGA supermarket where his mother was a bookkeeper. Raider then married Paula Dietz on May 22nd, 1971, Oh, speaking of Deets, fucking uh, real quick, plug, Beetlejuice 2 got announced 36 years after the original with the OG cast. No way. And Jenna Ortega playing Lydia Deets' daughter. No way. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I heard Deets and I thought about it, so I had to say it real quick. Uh, Raider and his wife, Paula, had two children, Carrie and Brian. He attended Butler... 
County Community College in El Dorado earned an associate degree in electronics in 1973. He then enrolled at Wichita State University and graduated in 1979 with a Bachelor of Science degree majoring in Administration of Justice. Their mascot's the Wombat. Hmm. Yeah, Wombat. Interesting. Raider initially worked as an assembler for the Coleman Company, an outdoor supply company. He then worked at the Wichita-based office of ADT Security Services from 1974 to 1988. Hmm. He worked at a security plant? ADT? Wow. Dude, dude. I, to- I told that you. That is fucking sketch. Yeah, I, right? told, I told you. The motherfucker's smart. Yeah, they all are when to get what they want. Fuckers. Yeah, dude, all these serial killers, like, even the ones where they think he's, like, really fuck, they're they think they're, like, really, they come off, like, really fucking stupid. A lot of them are actually very smart in a lot of ways. Like fucking Donham, uh, the other fucking... Dahmer? Did you say Donham? Yeah, the fucking... Dahmer. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, Fight the... me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking psychopaths and sociopaths. They're fucking cunning, bro. That's why they get along. That's why they, a lot of them get away with it for so long. Yeah, just imagine. like Golden State, dude. That's why he was in hiding for like fucking thirty years. He was nobody in hiding. Who he was? He was in hiding. He was out there, like yeah, bitch. I'm well, you know what I mean. But nobody knew who he was because he was so good at it. You know what I mean? He's kind of kind of like this guy. He had a whole ass life. Yeah, you family. Know, and it, almost, it almost like John Wayne Gacy like that too. He did not really hit it. He he hit it for a while. John Wayne Gacy didn't have a life, though. He was just raping yeah, kids. Yeah, and he'd fucking have him in his house, right? <laughs> like, under his fucking house and shit. He didn't have a life outside of his killings his, and shit. His life was fucking yeah. just being a fucking weird... Wait, um, what's the other curve we did where he had a normal life, but he won a... Are you talking about Dean Coral? Yeah. The candy Man? Yeah, the Candy Man. Who worked at a candy warehouse? Yo. But then he was bringing home... He had even had a teenage accomplice, dude. It was wild. That guy was fucked. Uh, if you guys want to listen to the Dean Corman story, it should be on episode, uh, I'll get back to it in a second. I got to look it up real quick. I'll Why do you guys... always do that? Every time. <laughs> Just look it up first. And then say, fuck. <laughs> well, anyways, um. We got it in there. It's not that many to look through. So. Yeah. It's not like I have to go through a hundred episodes. Not yet. Not yet. What? Uh, but as part of his job, he installed security alarms. And in many cases... Many cases for homeowners concerned about the BTK killings. <laughs> Yo, I found it. It was wow. episode 54. You want to check out the Dean Corn story? That is a coral. Fuck. Boy, coral. How can you hear a word and then five seconds later forget how it's not Fuck, pronounced? I, I, got, I got one of them things in my brain that I can't fucking function right shit. Uh, uh, Raider was also a census field operations supervisor for the Wichita area in 1989 before the f- 1990 federal census. Uh, in May 1991, Raider became a dog catcher and a compliance officer in Park City. In this position, neighbors recalled him as sometimes being very overzealous and extremely strict, as well as taking special pleasure in bullying and harassing single women. One neighbor complained that Raider killed her dog for no reason. Raider was a member of the Christ Lutheran Church in Wichita and had been elected president of the church council. He was also a Cub Scout leader. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I'm telling you, you got to watch some fucking Boy Scout leaders, bruh. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Don't trust your kids with fucking strangers. And then... uh, Straight like that. Now we get into the juicy, juicy... 
On on January 15, 1974, four members of the Otero Otero family were murdered in Wichita, Kansas. The victims were Joseph Otero, age 38, Julie Otero, age 33, Joseph Otero Jr., age 9, and Josephine Otero, age 11. Their bodies were discovered by the family's three older children, Charlie, Danny, and Carmen, who had been at school at the time of the killings. Uh, hold on, sorry. Raider wrote a letter that had been stashed inside an engineering book in the Wichita Public Library in October 1974, which described in detail the killing of the Otero family in January of that year. You're going to see this a lot too with like the writing letters shit. That's a that's also a big thing for Raider. Um, between the spring of 1974 and winter 1977, Raider killed three more women: Catherine Bright, Shirley Vian Relford, and Nancy Fox. In early 1978, he sent. Uh, he sent another letter to tel- television station KAKE in Wichita claiming responsibility for the murders of the Oteros, Bright, Vian Relford, and Fox. He suggested many possible names for himself, including one that stuck, BTK. So this is where this is where Dennis Rader kind of, you know, is there's kind of a big difference between him and like other killers because he personally came up with a name for himself he he wanted people you know what i mean he reached out to the news and said hey if you're all these murders are connected and here's what i want you guys to call me now yeah that's some gangster that shit right there i'm not saying call him gangster but there's some g shit right there like you know if you guys are gonna be calling whoever the person would like to be called btk so this fucking weirdo was in bondage and shit so he tie them up Tortured them, yeah, and then killed them. Yeah, I like playing with his fucking food like a hence, fucking animal. Hence the name BTK. BTK, which is an acronym that stands for Bind, Torture, and Kill. Yo, just imagine he was fucking. He had a fucking nice ass hunting knife going up to the person like, "Ooh, hey, what's up, baby? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you don't, want to don't really don't want to do that. that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, nah, these are no, no, no. But he crosses over with the knife like just fucking just. Don't, don't go too deep off of it. Just scratch just enough. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up considering what I'm about to tell you next. Now you're going to regret making that motion over there. <laughs> because when he the when he killed the Oteros, his first <clears throat> the first family he killed uh when it came to killing their daughter Josephine. Uh, I'm pretty sure Choop is one that told me this the first time ever. Uh didn't he bring Josephine in the basement? Didn't he like hang her? Yeah, no, you know what? I heard this in a different pot. He like hung, he hung Josephine in the basement, and while she was, basically while you know she was choking to death, he masturbated on her. I do. I heard that. You, yeah. we, you did say that to me earlier. You said that to earlier in our podcast career about that shit. Yeah, he's a pretty fucked up guy. Oh yeah, fuck that shit. I take that. I take that fucking crossing over with the fucking knife and just barely scratching her. Uh, this is uh, this is the letter that. That uh, Raider wrote when he—you know what I'm talking about. This is the this is the letter he wrote. Sorry, I got tripped up on my words. Uh, 
I find the newspaper not writing about the poem on vain, unamusing. A little paragraph would have been enough. I know it not I know it's not the media's fault. The police chief he keeps things quiet. Here's the thing too, is like the letter had a ton of grammatical mistakes, so it's like very hard to read through. I'll try I you know, I'll try to read it the way Ra- Raider wrote it, but it's a little difficult. Uh and doesn't let the public know there's a psycho running around loose, strangling mostly women. There are seven in there's seven in the ground. Who will be next? How many do I have to kill before I get a name in the paper or some national attention? Do the cop think that all those deaths are not related? Golly gee. Yes, the MO is different in each, but look, a pattern is developing. The victims are tie-up. Most have been women. Phone cut. Bring some bondage. Matter sadist. Tendencies, no struggle. Outside the death spot, no witness except the Vane's kids. They were very lucky. A phone call saved them. I was going to tape the boys and put plastics bags over their head like I did Joseph and Shirley and then hang the girl. God, oh God, what a beautiful sexual release that would have been. Josephine, when I hung her, really turned me on. Her pleading for mercy, then the rope took her, took hold. She helpless, staring at me with wide terror, fill eyes, the rope getting tighter, tighter. You don't understand these things because you're not under the influence of Factor X. The same thing that made Son of Sam, Jack the Ripper, Havery Glattman, Boston Strangler, Dr. H.H. Holmes, Pantyhose Strangler of Florida, Hillside Strangler, Ted of the West Coast, and many more infamous killer, infamous character kill, which seems senseless, but we cannot help it. There is no help. No cure except death or being caught and put away. It a terrible nightmare, but you see I don't lose any sleep over it. After a thing like Fox, I come home and go about life like anyone else. And I will be like that until the urge hit me again. It not continuous, and I don't have a lot of time. It take time to set a kill, one mistake, and it all over. Since I about blew it on the phone handwriting... Is out letter guide too long and typewriter can be traced too. My short poem of death and maybe a drawing. Later on real picture and maybe a tape of the sound will come your way. How will you know me? Before a murder or murders you will receive a copy of the initials BTK. You keep that the original. You keep that copy. The original will show up someday on guess who. May you not be the unluck one. How about some name for me? It's time. Seven down and many more to go. I like the following. How about you? The BTK Strangler. Wichita Strangler. Poetic Strangler. The Bond Age Strangler or Psycho. The Wichita Hangman. The Wichita Executioner. The Garrote Phantom. The Asphyxiator. BTK. Also a good one. Yeah, so this dude, what a fucking roller coaster ride that shit was. That was fucking dark, dude. The fuck? So this so this cocksucker. Oh Jesus. He fucking wanted that notoriety so bad, dude. 
And when he didn't get it right away, when the cops didn't put it all together as quickly as he would have liked, he's fucking helping him. He wanted that shit so bad, dude, that he's helping the cops. Yeah, he literally, he basically, like... Factor X. Yeah, that's what, that's what he called it. Uh, that's what he called it for, uh, you know, like, whatever it was inside him that made him want to kill. He called it Factor X. Factor fucking X. What the fuck? It's, it's the psychopath fucking gene. It's like, back in ancient times, they say, like, so why did we evolve to have psychopaths be made? They think that, like, back in the day, like, when you were, like, in medieval times and warrior times and shit, it was good to have a psychopath or two in the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I don't know where I'm going with that, but... (laughs) (laughs) You sound like me last week. (laughs) All right, calm down over there. But, yeah, he's, uh... Like Troop said, he... He gets off on the attention, so it's not just the killings for him. It's the attention he's going to get from the killings. Right. That's why I say when these fucking kids go and shoot up schools or do these mass shootings and shit, radio silence. Yeah, no the best thing you could do names. for them is not talk about At them. all. At all. No pictures, no, none of it. You know what I mean? Like, the, their shit with the top shooter, it's still all over the news. You don't think that guy's going back to his cell and getting off on the fact that people are still talking about him? He probably loves that shit, dude. They should be called like piece of shit A or like Exactly. Or uh or McDouche McDouche in this. Yeah. Yo, but uh BTK killer reminds me of Dean Cor. Dean Corn. Core? <laughs> no, but um uh, the candy man. He remembers so much about the candy man. Or either candy man or was um Another uh, fucking John Wayne Gacy. You know, John Wayne Gacy, want, he was a seeker as well, too. Like, okay, I'm a murder, but I want I want to have fun murdering these motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, <clears throat> after sending the letter I just wrote you that he sent to the, the television station, he, um, he demanded more media attention in his second letter. And that's when it was finally announced that Wichita did indeed have a serial killer at large. Uh, He had wrote a poem that was enclosed entitled, Oh, Death to Nancy, a botched version of the lyrics of the American folk song, Oh, Death. Yo, uh, sorry, not to, to like backpedal or nothing, but what I also wanted to say was he fucking said, how about the poetic killer? Motherfucker, you can't even string together a sentence, bro. Yeah, he was <laughs> poetic. He was like genius, like a poetic he was genius but he was also very illiterate, you could tell. <laughs> it was very hard to get through that letter the way he actually wrote it because there was yeah. so much. Like, I'm not saying I'm like, you know, I make great fucking grammatical fucking, you know, moves when I'm writing shit, but like, holy fuck, bro. Oh, this guy makes I know Dr. monkeys Seuss that can put together better yeah. sentences no, he than makes that. Dr. Seuss no, look like no. fucking uh, Shakespeare. No, Pretty much. What if he decided to dumb himself down when he's writing these letters because he don't want to be could. easy, he or, or he don't want to be easy to get caught? Yeah, because yeah, because you know what it is, uh, BT, uh, BTK wanted that secret. Like, okay, these people are talking about the murders I do. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna dumb I'm gonna dumbify it to a point where they're not know it's gonna be me because 
Yeah, kind of to throw him off the scent. Yeah, throw him off the scent, but then again, uh, stupidity gets gets play. Uh, what's that rule says? Play stupid games, get stupid prizes. That's the thing, though. The reason he wrote the letter is because they weren't talking about him, and it was pissing him off. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't put I together. Killed seven people. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't even put it together yet. They didn't put it together oh, that they gosh. that the uh, that the murders were all connected. So they weren't even talking about serial killer. And he's like, "Fuck, I can't have that. I want them to know this is me." So that's why I got to write this letter and claim responsibility for that shit. Because I want people to know that it was me. I want people to fucking say my name. Say my name. Say my name. Pretty much. Everybody wants to say it. <laughs> that's uh, not even part of the song. I'll give a fuck. Right. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the Get and Lose remix. Don't add our whole fucking company to your weird shit, okay? Just add yourself to it. Get in. Don't use the fucking. Loser. Don't use the whole company name. Get in, loser. I didn't right, scrap it all. Fuck it. We're starting back <laughs> at one. We'll start. We'll get a new name. Start back at one episode. Call our new pod. Fat bitches under booby sweat. The pod. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a catchy name. Like, what's what's you guys' new name? Oh, fat bitches underscore. There used to be a really strange one on the pot on the studio. I forgot what it was called, but it was something like that. It was like fat girls under boob sweat or something like that. What? I'll have to look at it when we get off Yo, here. I don't. I don't. You can find that on Reddit. Uh, no, I mean, like on the studio, on this, on our, this studio. On our, uh, there was thing? a no, there was one with a weird name like that. I can't remember what it was though. I have to awesome. look it up after. Remind me when we get done. I hope they revive. Yeah. Uh, in 1979, Raider sent two identical packages, one to an intended victim who was not home when he broke into her house, and the other to the K-A-K-E. Uh, these featured a poem, another poem, Oh, Anna, Why Didn't You Appear? A drawing of what he had intended to do to his victim, as well as some small items he had pilfered from the Williams' home. Apparently, Raider had waited for several hours inside the home of Anna Williams, but left when she left when she did not come home until later. In 1988, after the murders of three members of the Fager family in Wichita, a letter was received from someone claiming to be the BTK killer in which he denied being the perpetrator of this crime. He did credit the killer with having done admirable work it was not proven until 2005 that this letter was, in fact, written by the genuine BTK killer, Raider, although he is not considered by police to have committed this crime. Wait, again, from the 1960s to about 1990, what the fuck, these police only fucking just turn the head real quick about shit? Because the, the last few cases we talked about, it was these police didn't really give a shit. I mean, they didn't really take the, you know what I mean? Back then, they didn't, you know, I mean, serial killers were like a big thing back then, but it wasn't, you know, nobody really expected one to come to their towns. They never took really any of it seriously most of the time. Yeah, you got to think, like, their, the forensics weren't as good. Yeah, I mean, plus we're talking about a time when the world was a lot different. I mean, there was a lot of, like, wild shit going on back then. Yo, and this motherfucker worked for the census. Do you think, like, that had something to do with it, too? Because think about it. He worked for the security place. Then he worked for the census. So if he knows that, like, some girls aren't being reported missing or he knows or he can, like, look in the census logs to see, like, where oh, I'm he can sure. pick people off without... I'm sure he got some you information I mean? from that, for sure. I'm sure that definitely helped. Played a part. Which, what was strange to me, though, was that 
They said when he was like when he worked for like the security company, he would like harass a lot of single women. So like what always kind of like bothered me is like why did he go? Why was the first people he ever killed was a whole family? If he only hated women, I don't. You know what I mean? That was always kind of threw me off. Like maybe he misjudged it. Maybe. No, no, no. Here, here, here it goes. I'm not defending uh, fucking uh, Dick Wide, Dick Ryder. Oh boy. Oh god, here it goes. Chops rent again. Cheetah don't like this one. There's gonna be a new. It's gonna be one. Can you just get to it already? Fuck. Uh, fuck you. Uh, the reason he killed the man. The reason he killed the wife. The reason he killed the kids. Like, what if he like? What if he saw? How's that pickle? Fire. Fuck yeah. This is why we don't let you do rants because you got a very short. Wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. He's like, he's got this whole like turn this whole thing. He's about to do, and then he sees pickle. He's like, oh, pickle. Exactly. <laughs> no, um, yeah, because I, I think Ooh, he, I think, he, <laughs> but I think he, I think he was in love, or he had six fetishes about females, but because he know the wife was always with the husband. Oh, that could be it. Yeah. And the two kids is always with the families because they never really gone yeah. out. Could be, yeah. Maybe he was like infatuated with the wife and just like didn't care. Like he just wanted the wife so bad that the other ones were just like. But, yeah, but if he, like, wanted the wife, then why didn't well, he that, fucking masturbate on the wife's dead body? Why didn't no, he do it on well, the daughter's? He's a sick fuck. He's a sick fuck. Yeah, I don't know. That's all speculative. We don't actually know. Yeah. But who, he, well, he killed the husband first? I don't know. He killed them all. I don't know how they, what order they killed them. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like... If we could just not talk about what he did to the kid anymore. Yeah, we don't okay. talk about the kid no more. If we do, we go, me, me and Chup is going to fucking 3D through a table, bitch. <laughs> Why don't you go back or just being silent over there? <laughs> hey, hey, I was doing good over here. He, he told me at the beginning of the episode, hey, you're going to be quiet through this whole episode. <laughs> you can't quiet the chopping air over here. You know, a lot of the stuff we talk about before we hit record is because we don't want it on the podcast. Not so then you can go ahead and put it on there, anyways. All right, I'm going to expose expose chop over here. All right, let's get back to the BTK killer. In in March 2004, <laughs> a series of eleven communications from BTK to the local media led directly to his arrest in February 2005. The Wichita Eagle received a letter from someone using the term return address, Bill Thomas Kilman. The author of the letter. Claimed that he had murdered Vicky Wurgel on September 16, 1986, and enclosed photographs of this crime scene and a photocopy of her driver's license, which had been stolen at the time. By at the time of the crime, prior to this, it had not been definitively established that Wurgel was killed by BTK. Uh, speaking of the pictures, too, like uh, I seen some of the pictures that he took. He made he made these. Are you, is it? There's some stuff about that coming later. What? The oh. pictures that he took that uh, the cops found later. Oh, <laughs> My know, God. That's all the women pictures look like a clown. Yeah, dude. He's like wearing, he's cross-dressing in them, and then he's got like this weird plastic woman's face. So he would like put himself in the position of like what he did to the bodies and then picture, like take a picture of himself like tied up and shit with the plastic face on. Well, yeah, this motherfucker. Fucking creepy, dude. This motherfucker. Nightmare would... fuel. Well, there's some new nightmares for me. Yo, this motherfucker look like a red foreman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. He does. Well, man. that ruins the 70s show for me. <laughs> I can never watch that again, though. 
I'm going to kick your ass. In May 2004, a word puzzle was received by KAKE. And on June 9, 2004, a package was found taped to a stop sign at the corner of First and Kansas in Wichita, containing graphic descriptions of the Otero murders and a sketch labeled, The Sexual Thrill is My Bill. Also enclosed was a chapter list from a proposed for a proposed book entitled The BTK Story, which mimicked a story written in 1999 by Court TV. Uh, crime writer David Rohr. Chapter 1 was entitled A Serial Killer is Born. In July, a package was dropped into the return slot uh, oh, oh, at the downtown public library containing more bizarre material, including the claim that he was responsible for the death of 19-year-old Jake Allen in Argonia, Kansas, earlier that month. The claim was found to be false, and the death has been ruled a suicide. In October 2004, a manila envelope was dropped into a U- UPS... So wait, hold on, hold on, just before you get into that. So he tried claiming a couple murders that weren't his, actually? Yeah, he tried to claim the murder of a young boy named Jake Allen... He's trying to fluff his numbers up, make himself yeah. more notorious and shit. But that one was actually ruled out as a suicide. What a loser. Yeah, he's a fucking scumbag. Uh, in October 2004, a manila envelope was dropped into a UPS box in Wichita containing a series of cards with images of terror and bondage uh, of children pasted on them. Also included was a poem threatening the life of lead investigator Lieutenant Ken Wandler and a false autobiography containing many details about Raider's life. These details were later released to the public. In December 2004, Wichita police received another package from the BTK killer. This time, the package was found in Wichita's Murdoch Park. It contained the driver's license of Nancy Fox, which was noted as stolen from the crime scene, as well as a doll that was symbolically bound at the hands and feet with a plastic bag tied over its head. Sick fuck. Yeah. Uh, in January 2005, Raider attempted to leave a cereal box in the bed of a pickup truck at Home Depot in Wichita, but the do- the box was discarded. Was at first discarded by the owner. It was Raider. It was later retrieved from the trash after Raider himself asked what had become of it in a later message. Surveillance tape. Of the parking lot from that date revealed a distant figure driving a black Jeep Cherokee leaving the box in the pickup. In February, more postcards were sent to KAKE, and another cereal box was left at a rural, 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 location that contained another bound doll, apparently meant to symbolize the murder of 11-year-old Josephine Otero. In his letters to police, Raider asked if his writings, if put on a floppy disk, could be traced or not. So any genius level he had dies right there. Because what a fucking idiot. He's like, oh, if I send you guys a floppy disk, can you fucking trace it back to me? What a boomer, dude. What a fucking idiot. Hey, uh, guy, uh... But he was kind of being smart, but kind of being dumb. No, he was a. F- Why would you ask the police if they could trace it back to you, fucking idiot? Yeah, they're, like they're gonna tell you the truth. Yeah, you fucking pansy, you Yo, um, loser. Um, during his during his murder sprees from seventy four to ninety one, his wife 
His ex-wife did not know about it. But uh, are we going? Are we getting to that part about his ex-wife yeah, in his, in this episode? Oh my god! <laughs> Give me a serenity now. Of course, his wife didn't know about it. You think his wife was just like, okay, okay, honey, go out and kill some people. I'll see you when you get home. Yeah, but um, her name was Paula. Have you been listening the whole episode? We've already went over his wife. Oh, yeah. She had followed a mercy divorce. Oh, my God. All right. Maybe you want to rip my hair off. <laughs> I'm going to go back. It's all good. Uh, all right. So, uh, so yeah, he sent. Uh, so, yeah, they, he asked if the floppy disk could be traced or not. And the police answered his question via a newspaper ad posted in the Wichita Eagle saying it would be okay to use the disc. So on February 16, 2005, he sent a floppy disc to the Fox TV station KSAS in Wichita. Forensic analysis quickly determined that the disc had been used by the Christ Lutheran Church in Wichita, as well as a reference to the name Dennis. An internet search determined that a Dennis Raider was president of the church council. He was arrested on February 25th. President of the church council using the fucking church computer to fucking. What a fuck. And then believing that the cops would tell you the truth that it couldn't be traced he back. He wanted to, to get caught. Oh, I'm for he sure wanted, he did. I bet you. Remember how he said it's not always. That when he's talking about Factor X, he said it's not always. But when it happens, right? Yeah. So, like, what if he did that as, like, a way to, like, protect. Maybe he got uh, had enough of killing, bro. Right. Well, it could be because he also said that in the case of like Factor X, you know, what I mean, it, the only way to stop it was either get caught and be locked away, or die, or die. Yeah. And maybe he was like, "Fuck, I don't want to get killed." So the only option I have is for him to throw me away. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just seems like so fucking dumb, dude. I'll fucking be, I'll fucking swear, motherfucker, I took my vest off now, I'm going to be fighting over here, over here, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know, it was very straight, I I mean, obviously we don't know for sure, but I think, you know what I mean, I think there's a good chance that maybe he, part of him wanted to get caught, because he was just done, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe he, he just he, wanted to be done with it. Maybe even if he wasn't, like, consciously or, or, or making here, that decision, here, here. maybe, like, his subconscious did Yeah. Yo, here's a plot twist. Was his wife's? Yeah, I get it. His wife didn't find out till he got arrested. But what if he was? What if she was finding out? Like little bits here, here tidbits in there. Oh, and she like figured it out in the end. And she was him. like figuring. I was like, what the fuck. All right. Uh, she like looked at something. Like she don't even think about. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Oh my god! And when she in two thousand five, it's like, yeah, your husband's getting arrested. He's going to jail for. So and so, so so time. I bet you she did have that moment of clarity moment where, like, when she finally, when she actually finally heard the note, the news, she probably had like a flashback of like all the weird things that she, you know. Like, well, I'm sure there was a part of that kind of and, knew. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, for uh, for that five minutes, you guys were talking when I had the headphones off. It, it sounded, it, it felt weird. Yeah, it, yeah, for sure. All right. Well. uh... The BTK killer's last known communication with the media and police was a padded envelope, which arrived at Fox affiliate KSAS-TV in Wichita on February 16, 2005. A purple 1.44 megabyte Memorix 
floppy disk was enclosed in the package. Also enclosed were a letter, a photocopy of the cover of a 1989 novel about a serial killer, Rules of Prey, and a gold-colored necklace with a large medallion. Police found metadata embedded in a deleted Microsoft Word document that was unbeknownst to Raider still on the disk. The metadata recovered using the forensic software in case contained Christ Lutheran Church, and the document was marked as last modified by Dennis. A search of the church website turned up Dennis Rader as the president of the Congregation Council. Police began surveillance of Rader. Sometime during this period, police obtained a warrant for the medical records of Rader's daughter. A tissue sample seized at this time was tested for DNA and provided a, provided a familial match with semen collected at an earlier BTK crime scene. This, along with other evidence gathered prior to and during the surveillance, gave police probable cause for an arrest. Raider was stopped while driving near his home and taken into custody shortly after noon on February 25, 2005. Immediately after, law enforcement officials, including a Wichita police bomb insurrection uh, of I-130... Uh, hold on. A police bomb unit truck, two SWAT trucks, and KBI, FBI, and ATF agents converged on Raiders residence near the intersection of one one I one thirty five and sixty first Street North. Once in handcuffs, he was asked by an officer, Mister Raider, "Do you know why you're going downtown?" Which he replied, "Oh, I have my suspicions. Why?" Police searched Raider's home and vehicle, collecting evidence, including computer equipment. A pair of black pantyhose retrieved from a shed, a cylindrical container, the church he attended. He attended his office at City Hall and the main branch of the Park City Library were also searched that day. Officers were seen removing a computer from his his City Hall office, but it was unclear if any evidence was found at these locations. After his arrest, Raider talked to the police for several hours. He stated he chose to resurface. In 2004, for various reasons, including David Lohr's feature story on the case and the release of the book Nightmare in Wichita, The Hunt for the BTK Strangler by Robert Beatty. He wanted the opportunity to tell his story his own way. He also said he was bored because his children had grown up and he had more time on his hands. Crazy. Yeah. You know, you want something crazy? We could send him a letter. Oh, thanks, dude. No, I'll pass. No, I'm just saying. Um, if you send him a letter, what be what be your letter? It's like, what were you thinking? Hey, why are you such a sick fuck, dear BTK? Kill yourself. All right, all right. That took that escalated quickly. It's from the heart, man. All right then. Uh, is he still that fucker's still alive. Yeah, he is. Yeah, seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Fuck that scum. Scumbags like that fucking live forever too. He'll live to fucking one hundred and ten, probably. Uh, oh, shit. On February twenty-six, two thousand five, the Wichita Police Department announced in a press conference that they were holding Raider as the prime suspect in the BTK killings. Raider was formally charged with the murders on February twenty-eighth, two thousand five. Kansas reinstated the death penalty in 1994. The last known BTK killing was in 1991, making all known BTK murders 
ineligible for the death penalty, even if later murders were are linked to the BTK killer. It was originally unclear whether the death penalty would come into play. As the Kansas Supreme Court declared the state capital state's capital punishment law unconstitutional on December 17, 2004, that ruling from the Kansas Supreme Court, however, was reversed by the United States Supreme Court on June 26, 2006, in the case of Kansas First Marsh, and the Kansas death penalty statute was upheld. The Sunday after his arrest, Associated Press cited an anonymous source that Raider had confessed to other murders in addition to the ones with which he had already been connected. When asked about the reported confessions, Sedgwick County District Attorney Nola Fauston said, Your information is patently false. But she refused to say whether Raider had any confessions, had made any confessions or whether investigators were looking into Raider's possible involvement in more unsolved killings. On March 5th, news sources claimed to have verified have verified by multiple sources that Raider had confessed to the 10 murders he was charged with, but no additional ones. On February 28, 2005, Raider was formally charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder. He made his first appearance via video conference from jail. He was represented by a public defender. Bail was continued at $10 million. On May 3rd... Fuck, dist- even got it. Right? Should have gotten no fucking yeah, bail. Right. On May 3rd, District Court Judge Gregory Waller entered not guilty pleas to the Chen charges on Raider's behalf as Raider did not speak at his arraignment. On June 27th, the scheduled d- trial date, Raider changed his plea to guilty. He unemotionally described the murders in detail and made no apologies. On August 18th, Raider faced sentencing. Victims' families made state- statements followed by Raider who apologized for the crimes. He was sentenced to 10 consecutive life terms, which requires a minimum of 175 years without a chance of parole. Because Kansas had no death penalty at the time the murders were committed, life imprisonment was the maximum penalty allowed by the law. On August 19th, Raider was moved from the Sedgwick County Jail to El Dorado Correctional Facility, a Kansas state prison, to begin serving his... Life sentence as inmate number zero zero eight three seven zero seven, with an earliest possible release date of February twenty sixth, twenty one eighty. According to witnesses, while traveling the forty minute drive from Wichita to El Dorado, Raider talked about the inquest topics such as the weather, but began to cry when the victim's family statements from the court proceedings came on the radio. Raider is now being held in the EDCF Special Management Unit, also known as Solitary Confinement, for the inmate's own protection, a designation he most likely will retain for the remainder of his incarceration. He is confined to a cell 23 hours a day with the exception of voluntary solo one-hour exercise yard time and access to shower three times per week. (coughs) Beginning April 23, 2006, Having reached incentive level two, Raider has been allowed to purchase and watch television, purchase and listen to the radio, receive and read magazines, and have other privileges of good behavior. The victims' families disagreed with this decision. What the fuck? What? This motherfucker getting the royal treatment in prison. 
Good. Not really a royal treatment. I mean, all he's getting is magazines and television and shit. Dude, that's still royal time, treatment. Though. Well, he's living off our fucking tax dollars. Or living off Kansas tax dollars. Well, that's how it happens. Canada. Kansas, man. Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Uh, beginning, uh, according to Raiders' record on Kansas Department Correction Database, he had a Class 2 disciplinary report concerning mail on April 10th, 2006. I was in fucking freshman in high school in 2006. I was graduating. 2006? Yeah, I was graduating too. Police in Wichita, Park City, and several surrounding cities are looking at unsolved cases before, during, and after 1974 and 1991 in cooperation with the state police and the FBI. In particular, they are focusing on cases after 1994 when the death... When the death penalty was reinstated in Kansas, moreover, police in surrounding states such as Missouri and Oklahoma are also investigating cold cases which fit Raiders' pattern. The FBI, Air Patrol, and local jurisdictions at Raiders' former duty stations are checking into unsolved cases during Raiders' time in the service. As of November 2009, no murders have been discovered that can be attributed to Raider. What a fucking story, man. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, wait, here's a little bit more. Just a little more. Uh, on July 22nd, 2005, a controversy erupted on CNN's, CNN's Nancy Grace show over a poem that Dennis Rader had written that was passed on to someone who then sold it on an auction site that specializes in serial killer memorabilia. The poem was titled Black Friday, an ode to the day he was arrested. The poem expressed Raider's unhappiness about being caught with the verses proclaiming the dark side of me has been conspo- has been exposed. On August 12th, Dateline on August 12, 2005, Dateline NBC aired Confessions of BTK. Massachusetts psychologist Robert Mendoza was hired by Raider's court-appointed public defender to conduct an interview after he pleaded guilty on July 12th. On June 27th, NBC claimed Raider knew the interview might be on TV, but that was a false statement according to Sedgwick County's County Sheriff's Department. Raider mentioned the interview during his sentencing statement. On October 25th, 2005, the Kansas Attorney General filed a petition to sue Robert Mendoza and Tally Waters, co-owners of Cambridge Forensic Consultants, LLC for a breach of contract claiming they intended to benefit financially from the use of information obtained from involvement in Raiders' defense. On May 10, 2007, Mendoza settled the case for $30,000. With no admission of wrongdoing, the Kansas Attorney General's office arraigned for the settlement money to be distributed to the families of the victims. Well, at least that. That motherfucker thought, oh, yeah, I'm getting paid. And they gave it to the fucking victims, as they should. As they should. And then, uh, like Chop said, on July 26, 2005, after Raiders' arrest, uh, his wife had was granted an emergency divorce. And then uh, in an interview with ABC News in 2019, Raiders' daughter Carrie said she still writes to her father and has now forgiven him but still struggles to reconcile with reconcile him with the BTK killer stating her child seemed childhood seemed normal and they were a normal american family 
which is the case with a lot of those things because there's a lot of like that's the same thing with Golden State. When they finally cut up to Golden State, his daughter said, oh, my dad seemed like the perfect dad. He was such a normal guy. Yeah, so, yeah. That's the saga. Yeah, yeah. That's the fucked up part. He had a fucking daughter of his own, dude. That's the saga of the BTK killer. Known as bitch mother... F- BTK... Bitch titty like killer. fucking sick, dude. Fucking sick fuck. Yo, where are you putting him on, like, of serial killers that you know about? You think he's top five most sick? He's, He's got to uh, be up there, definitely right? Definitely top ten. Yeah, top, yeah I was top saying top ten. 10. I'm not saying top five. For us covering, for us covering the show, uh, for us doing serial killers throughout our, through our time. He's six. He's a six. There, there were some other worse. There was some other worse. Yeah, there's some fucking real sickos out there, man. Yeah, we should <sighs> rank them. That'd be a cool episode. What rank serial killers? Go through them all and do like the ultimate top ten. Oh, oh, like ones that we've covered. Oh yeah, we could do that. I don't know if we've even covered ten. I don't we? think we have. Yeah, we're, we're probably we're, be close. We're close. They started with uh, Sanchez. No, but ultimate for right now, Sanchez. we probably have to do like all time. Uh, not like our episode. Not like our episodes until we get more. It's not a bad idea. But the that idea, for that because you know you know your top three is going to be Donham. Uh, Dahmer? No, no, not necessarily. What do you keep calling him? Dahman? <laughs> not necessarily. Uh, Bundy? I mean, Dahmer's fucked up, but... The, all right. On the grand scale of things, there's pretty fucked... There's, I think there's some out there that are probably a little worse than Dahmer. Yeah, probably. as far as, like... Uh, Dahmer's up there, too. Yeah, but but I'm, I'm just saying, you can't put like Colby... the Night Stalker? Oh, yeah, the Night Stalker. Richie or Richie Ramirez. Ramirez. Jack, He's pretty fucked Or uh, Jack the Ripper? Yeah, Jack the Ripper. Dude, that was a funny name. Cheetah, remember that episode name title? Jack the Ripper. But Jack the Ripper kind of like, it's almost kind of like just like a legend. I mean, yeah, it's it kind of happened, but like. It's kind of hard to like categorize Jack the Ripper because we never found out who he was. Yeah, so or, now he's more of like really, a folklore than anything or, else. Or he could be a yeah. female. Yeah. Could be. You never know. Shit. Could be a fucking dog wearing people clothes for all we know at this point. Yo, but uh, I'm saying like cult leaders like Jim Jones and. We don't put him on a serial killer path. That's a completely different story. Like, That's cult leaders. That's a completely different thing. Oh, dude. I'm going to have a cult leader. cult leaders you can go, like, you know, fucking guy from Heaven's Gate. I don't know. To, to, like, really have it to be, like, accurate, it's not something you could just, like, come up with in a minute or two. Yeah. No, that would be, really like, take, like, a week or so for Take a minute to just think about it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to have ideas for my episodes next week. I don't, I don't cheat to say he well, doesn't like the general shit, but well, why don't you hold it in your pocket? All right, I'll hold it in my pocket. Right. I don't it's not that I don't like general discussions, it's just you say we're gonna do general discussions, but then you actually end up just focusing on like one thing the whole time. <laughs> instead of actually doing a general discussion. Alright, screw it. Do whatever you want, man. It's your it's your call. Yeah, I mean I'm sure there's a couple episodes I've done that you didn't want to sit through, but you did anyway, so you know it's it's, but, it's compromise. That's what we're here for. Oh, that's for sure. I don't have to like the episode. It's your fucking topic. But I'll do it regardless of what it is. All right, boys. I gotta go, uh, go drop El Ducho Libre. So yo, uh, what's we call it? We'll only f- do count this one today, or we count? Yeah, we're six what's away. Is ninety four? No, you said we were six away last week. 
We're 95. This is 95? This is episode 95. Yeah, we got five. Then why'd you say we were six away last well, week? Because... I- Ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Well, oh, no. if, he, if, t- if this is ninety five and it's over, we only got five left. Five left. Yeah. So why didn't you say last week that we had fucking six? No, five. Yeah, but then you just said we had six again, oh. and it made me fucking angry. Okay, I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Chief, yeah. Uh, thank you for taking us down this fucked up path again. No, not fucked You're up. Welcome. Path. Yeah, That's what I'm here for. You sadist. Hey, whoa, 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 don't talk about Satan like that. Something like that. You fucking just... You just make it weird. Thank you. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, this is... Uh, we're going to wrap it up. It was uh, pretty cool to jump down a true crime rabbit hole again. Yeah, I think it. I'm going to stick to this for a little bit. I think my next episode I'm going to do... I gotta maybe not oh, yeah. maybe not serial killer, but I'm gonna do something true crime. I think next week. Maybe. I got I got a true crimer. But uh, also, I don't know if I mentioned. I think I might have mentioned this last week, but just in case I didn't, uh, the guys who made the Dahmer show are making. A, they announced what their next show is gonna be. It's gonna be the uh, Mendoza brothers. Oh God, that's gonna be fucked up. I'm sure. Which I'm kind of mad they're doing that one because they set it up in the Dahmer show like it was gonna be Gacy next. I think that would have been sick, but whatever. They're probably doing Mendoza because it's so big right now because of TikTok. There's some TikTok fucking following now that the Mendoza are innocent and they need to be let out of prison. Because all the girls on there, oh my god, they're so cute. Let them out. I want to yep. suck their balls. You let them out and slash, slash, slash. Well, that's something we'll have to talk about down the road too because the case with them is very interesting too. There's I don't, a lot of interesting I, shit I don't want to. How about we just save it for that episode? What we do? The McBrother. Can you stop setting up future fucking episodes for the love <laughs> of Christ? All right, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, you guys know the deal. Follow us on all the socials. Uh, not five episodes away from one hundred. Gonna be big. I know I say this every week, but I'm trying to get shirts made. I just I gotta get the shit with my trailer figured out first before I can get anything else done. So, but they're coming. I'm good. I promise I'm gonna have them done by one hundred. Gotta, I'm setting a goal for myself to have at least three done by 100, for us at least. Four. Four, my bad. Sorry, Rachel. For five. Time. Rachel's the security guard. <laughs> five? Who's five? Uh, Mon Dukes, supporter of you two. Not supporter of you. <laughs> <laughs> Just Fuck <kidding>. dickhead. <laughs> okay. Right, well, go. Yeah, we're going to get out of here real quick before we get off also. Andrew's mom, love you, babe. I'll fucking kill, I'll fucking kill you, man. I'm not gonna kill right, you. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>